Mind Loyalty podcast series. I am Amanda Cromhout and delighted to present to you today the second episode of our podcast series about the truth and brand map South African Loyalty Landscape White Paper 2019-2020. As we discussed last week in the previous podcast, the Truth Brand Map White Paper is a collaboration between Truth and Brand Map, and Brand Map is the largest independent annual survey in South Africa, using almost 29,000 respondents. It's super critical to understand that the respondent's household average income is 10,000 rand or more, which actually represents approximately 82% of income generated in South Africa, and therefore consumers spend within South Africa. In the first podcast series, we covered loyalty program usage. Today, in the second podcast episode, we're going to cover for you the factors influencing loyalty usage, the good and the bad. Last week, we stated that 72% of South Africans do use loyalty programs. So that does beg the question, what about the 28% that don't use loyalty programs, why they don't use loyalty programs? So we asked that exact question, why don't you use loyalty programs? So all of the respondents for this next question are all from the customers who said, I don't use loyalty programs. First and foremost, the most dominant response was 25% of these respondents said, I don't spend enough to earn decent rewards. That was slightly more dominated by female at 27% and then less of males at 23%. But this is a real issue. Customers really feel this. Customers really sometimes can't be bothered to join because they don't feel they spend enough to get value from the program. And that falls on our shoulders as operators of loyalty programs to make these programs worthwhile, make the opportunity available that I don't have to spend a fortune to get value back. It could be as simple as a welcome offer, a voucher, a thank you cup of coffee. It could be as simple as rewarding your customers for non-transactional activities. So they're not necessarily having to spend money to receive the rewards, but do engagement activities such as social media engagement, referring a friend, answering questionnaires, and so forth. So there really are opportunities for customers to gain benefits from your program without actually having to spend money that they feel they can't afford to do so. 21% of non-users responded that I'm just not interested. So that's a tricky one for us to tackle as loyalty professionals because all marketing campaigns have an element of non-interest from certain customers. This is slightly higher for males at 26%, And the 65 and over age category is much higher at 37%. Next, we see 15% of non-users responding that they're too hard to understand and 8% say they're too much hassle. And I've coupled these together because actually they fall together in terms of how we create loyalty programs. It's our job to make them simple. It's our job to make them hassle-free, seamless, no hurdles, no barriers to entry, no rules and terms and conditions hidden behind complicated rule sets. So this really is very, very important for us to understand as loyalty practitioners. And in our in Truth's Blueprint for Success, the number one piece that we place on the table is, is your program simple? Is it transparent? And I think over the years, we've seen some of the more complex, multi-tiered programs simplify whilst keeping tiering, whilst keeping some of the rules in place to continue their approach to their loyalty proposition, but they have started to make it more transparent and great communications around how can you earn points faster or how can you move your way through the tiers. 
And there's some lovely examples of that in the white paper. Next, we see that some customers are saying, I don't like the way they spam you and they want too much personal information. So 9% I don't like the way they spam you, 7% they want too much personal information. Both of these elements are discussed later in a future episode that discusses the customer data and loyalty programs. One very important point discussed by 9% of the respondents say it's too hard to redeem points or rewards. This is so important. And we see that males feel more strongly about this at 11% and females at 7%. It really is a big issue. And often we've quoted that actually customers prefer a simple redemption process. And actually, that's more important than maybe the value of the reward. So get that right. You could find yourself running a super successful program. The last element I wanted to share with you today is about whether consumers find a card as a barrier to using a program. So the non-users, only 5% said, I don't like all the cards in my wallet, only 5%. And later in a future episode, we discuss, do South Africans want to use a card or an app or other digital channels and so forth? So that we discuss in a lot more detail. Now we move away from non-users to actual users and ask the users themselves, so 72% of respondents, what are their frustrations about using loyalty programs? Some of the responses are very similar to the responses we got from non-users, but some of them are quite different. So we do start off with 45% saying you have to spend a fortune to earn good rewards. So then we reiterate the importance of having a phenomenally great thought through annual member engagement plan. 38% say offers that aren't relevant to me. Now, this really plays to how well are you using your customer data? How are you offering personalized rewards? How are you listening to your customer in the covert space? So we refer to overt versus covert. So overt obviously is your value proposition for everybody. Covert is below the waterline where you can actually really get personalized and intimate with your customers without everyone else seeing it because it's personalized maybe down to a customer set of one individual or down to sub-segments of thousands of customers. The third point discussed here is points expiry. Now, this is an animated discussion that we've released papers and podcasts on previously, and 37% of respondents are saying, the points expire before I can use them, and clearly, therefore, that's a huge frustration. The younger customer feels more passionately about this, so 41% of customers are saying this is a problem, whereas the older customer, 33%, are saying this is a frustration for us. We really feel that if your customer, your consumer, is active in your program, that's typically one transaction a year, not a week or a month, they should be able to keep their points live, not expiring. 22% of respondents say getting too many SMSs and emails is a frustration, and this we talk about later in the use of personal data in a future podcast. Also brought up by current users about frustrations of loyalty programs is the redemption process, which was stated by non-users I spoke about earlier. So 21% of respondents are saying redeeming points and rewards is just simply too complicated. And last year, we ran a mini conference called Leaders in Loyalty, and we had the honor of Andre Larisma, who's CEO of Sanlam Reality, and his quote is just fantastic. He says, redemption should be as natural as normal buying behavior. Therefore, excel in your user experience. And he's referring there to the user experience of the redemption, not just the normal transaction of buying or 
your service or product. We do see 11% of respondents saying nothing frustrates me about loyalty programs, so that's also good to hear. And we see 8% of the respondents saying the complicated registration process. This is more frustrating for younger customers, 13% state that this is very frustrating. Older customers that this impacts only 4%. So I think there you can actually see that, I guess, if you're more time, time restrained, younger versus older, I'm sure an older person shopping has more time available to them, it's more frustrating. What we do make reference to in the Loyalty White Paper is what a phenomenal job checkers have done. So checkers launched extra savings in November last year. And one of the most impactful things I think they did was actually their sign up process. They had great marketing collateral all over the store and it literally said sign up now in under three minutes. And it offered a multi-channel sign up process. We took the opportunity to interview Neil Schroeder, who's Chief Strategy and Innovation Officer of ShopRite Group of Companies. Neil claimed that in the first week alone, they signed up uh, a million customers. So that was 250 customers signing up every minute. So we asked him, well, which channel did folks prefer to sign up on? And what's great to see is USSD and WhatsApp were the preferred digital channels favoring simplicity and speed. So very soon afterwards, we, when we spoke to him, there were already 3.5 million members since launch, and obviously the numbers continue to grow. So I think this is a program to watch. It's new in the marketplace, and I've, we've really pulled it out here because of the simplicity of sign-up, which matches how to do it well versus the frustrations that some members are saying that the complica complicated registration process is a real frustration. So this now concludes our second podcast episode about factors influencing loyalty usage. Our next podcast will cover what are the most used loyalty programs in South Africa and which loyalty programs can consumers simply not live without. You can download the white paper on www.truth.co.za slash articles slash white papers. Or simply you can email me personally on amanda at truth.co.za. I am Amanda Cromhouse and I want to thank you for taking your time for listening to The Truth Behind Loyalty.